0: The Gospels are the accounts of the words and works of our Savior Jesus. It's there that we learn of the acts of love that mean for us forgiveness and everlasting life. Join us to study one of these Gospels, the book of Matthew. Read a chapter and then listen in as our pastors from Grace discuss the marvel of God's words to us. We hope that you listen to Jesus' words and that with us you grow. Here's another discussion on a chapter from the book of Matthew.
1: Hello faithful listeners of Most Certainly True Podcast. We're so glad to have you back. I'm glad to be here for another episode in our Book of Matthew series. Been looking at chapters of the book of Matthew and and uh, seeing the encouragements and and warnings and everything that God gives us to to see as we take a walk through um, now these last recent chapters has been Holy Week. I'm here with Pastor Aaron Strong. How are you today? Pastor I'm wonderful.
2: Strong? Hello, everyone listening to our podcast. <laughs> Great to have you with us. Yes.
1: So we're in chapter 23. We've been uh, in Holy Week the last couple of chapters. We're here on Tuesday of Holy Week. Um, if you talk to Pastor Huebner, he'll tell you "Busy Tuesday," that's his name for it, and. What about Teaching Tuesday? I tried that, and he didn't take it. A- he didn't like
2: that one? That's interesting. I feel he, like, one, He didn't
1: not like it. It was just not Busy Tuesday. It wasn't so. Busy Tuesday.
2: But, you know, Teaching Tuesday has the alliteration, first of all. Which and, is normally uh, his thing. Right, which is his thing. So I'm a little surprised by that. And uh, also just, I mean, that's what we have Jesus doing is just teaching, 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 teaching. You have a lot of, the par- a lot of parables. It's just a lot of teaching moments, um, all that kind of stuff, so... I'm going to go with Teaching Tuesday. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. <laughs> I like it.
1: Nice. I find it interesting as you, um, as we start here in Chapter 23, Jesus is now speaking about the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were, they were directly, they teamed up at the very end of the chapter talking about the greatest commandment, and um, they, they were there in the temple courts Kind of attacking Jesus, trying to trap him um, and, and then Jesus speaks directly to them uh, Asking about the prophecy from David And how, how how is it that David can call his son also his Lord um, But now he talks about the, the hypocrisy he, he addresses the disciples and the crowds and, and talks about the hypocrisy that's being shown In the attitudes and in the lives of, of these Pharisees so you can kind of see the, the, the switching of, of focus or at least he's switching audience here, not so much head on addressing the Pharisees anymore, uh, but rather speaking about their attitudes and, and and the words that they've been and actions that
2: they've been displaying. Yeah this whole all of chapter 23 is really just a, kind of a harsh preaching against the Pharisees and the religious leaders of of the time around. Around Jesus, And so I'm, you know, it's, it's gotta be this idea of, right. This is your last chance. Jesus knows their hearts are so hardened that they're going to put him to death. That's happening in a couple of days. And he's fully aware of that. Uh, but now it's kind of like, here's your last chance. These are my, my last opportunities to just really, I got to hit you on the, on the heart with the law. I need you to, to see the errors of your ways. I need to see how you are failing as, as leaders um, in, in God's church among its people. And so he doesn't mince words. Um, he comes out really harshly in this chapter in just calling out their, like you mentioned, their sinful attitudes and um, and, and the burden, really, that they're putting on, on the other people, too. So it's both both a warning, a call out to the Pharisees, the religious leaders to change your ways, your change your attitudes, but also it's a warning to the rest of the crowd. Hey, you are being misled. Watch out for these guys. So it serves a dual purpose in that right.
1: role. And watch out for their attitudes in your own hearts, too. Yeah. As they've been leading you and as as you've been looking up to them, um, certainly some of these attitudes and actions are being displayed in
2: in uh, the people as well. If I had to pick like a summary verse, at least for the first half of this chapter, it would be the end of verse 3 where it says, Jesus says this, Do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. And And I think that just summarizes the, the whole rest of that section of Jesus just calling out the hypocritical attitudes and ways of of the Pharisees, and in a few different ways.
1: Yeah, they're they're here putting themselves out there as these religious leaders, as these role models, and everything. But then, at the same time, rejecting Jesus and ignoring his truths, and grasping at the power that they see Jesus taking away from them, or or the attention that Jesus is gaining and that they're losing. I mean, it's it's really clear what's the most important thing for the Pharisees. And and that's why Jesus says they're not real. They're not practicing what they're preaching. They're not actually interested in anything but themselves.
2: Yeah, and you know one of the things he says is is they put these heavy loads on the people, right? They burden the the people they're they're entrusted to them with these just heavy rules and laws and things that they gotta follow, but they offer no help and no support. Um, so, you know, it'd be like, Hey, here, we're going on this big trip. And I tell my kids, you're going to carry all the luggage. Here's, here's hundreds of pounds of stuff. And I, you, you deal with it. They're not going to get very far, you know? And, and that's what the Pharisees were doing. They're loading down the people with all these rules, these rules that they've added to, uh, the commands of God. And, and, and now they're not even helping the people and saying, you pointing them to the, the grace of God, which is just the burden that we all have. When If if all we did was preach as pastors from the pulpit, just God's law, and just said, you guys got to do this and that and whatever to get into God's graces, to earn his forgiveness, to enter into eternal life, and then sent people off into the world, <laughs> man, I would have to imagine our church would be fairly empty <laughs> because that's just who can do that. And you'd just leave with this burden, with this despair. And that's what the Pharisees were doing. They weren't pointing to the fact that there's, God's sending a, a savior who's going to lift the burden, take the weight off. And that's what Jesus came to do. Right. And
1: it just goes to their confusion of long gospel that they, they felt like the way to get into the presence of God was by their obedience. And, and they thought, man, and then it leads to, if God loves obedience, then let's add all these other laws too, so that we can obey them. And then there'll be more obedience and then God will love us even more. Um, uh, and, that's why they rejected Jesus, who came to tell them, I'm the Savior, I'm the one who can save you from your false failures and sins. Well, they didn't see in themselves false failures and sins. They saw uh, the times that they had succeeded in obeying and, and felt like they were in God's good graces because of that. Um, so when you stake your hope of salvation on the law, uh, that, that's going to have a devastating effect on the real way to salvation, which is the gospel, the good news of sins
2: forgiven through Jesus. Right. And it also seems like the Pharisees here are hiding behind their titles and, and the rules. And Jesus is saying, get out from behind that too, because that's just arrogant and prideful, uh, you know, with this idea of they'd love to be greeted and with respect and be called rabbi in the marketplaces. Like, it's just, Hey, it's, it's the title. We love that. Um, and, and then the last section too, don't worry or put, so much emphasis on being called Rabbi or or Father because you have one Father in heaven, or Instructor because there's one Instructor, the Messiah. Basically, get out from this arrogant attitude that you have and just be a humble servant of the Lord, right? And and preach and proclaim the the truth,
1: right? There's nothing sinful about the title Instructor right. or, or teacher, um, but the way that they were using it and and abusing that privilege, the way that they were were presenting themselves as better than everyone else because of those titles. It's that arrogant attitude that Jesus is cautioning us to avoid.
2: Yeah. In the next section, Jesus gets into, um, what is titled seven woes. Yeah. Um, wow. Right. Like wow. <laughs> not, not wows. <laughs> woes. Uh, and that woe W O A H like, whoa, <laughs> like, woe on you W O E. So, um, almost, uh, I don't know if it's quite pronouncing curses upon the people, but just, man, this is just how, how far have you fallen? Right. And, and here are, are the ways that you have.
1: You, you talked about Jesus sternly preaching the law about not pulling any punches and just stating it the way it plainly is. That's what we have Jesus doing here. Uh, he's not going to dance around feelings or, or sugarcoat anything, but, um, He's going he's gonna to call their sin and their defiance and their arrogance and their unbelief for what it is. Um, and he uses some pretty vivid pictures and some pretty um, harsh assessments of who they are and,
2: and the way that they've chosen to live their lives. And he, he doesn't mince words. He calls them hypocrites a number of times. He calls them blind guides. He calls them snakes. He calls them vipers. I mean... <laughs> I don't know that I've been called a snake or a viper. I don't know that I would want to be, but I mean, it just shows like the deceptive, deadly way that they are you right. know misleading people. The whitewashed tomb, yeah, that's always a
1: vivid one that sticks in my memory. You look clean and nice on the outside, but inside you're full of death inside right. it's nothing but decay and rot.
2: Wow. How much do we want to get into each of the woes? I don't know if I walk think, through them or I think we can entrust that they've been read. <laughs> walk
1: through and, them, and we don't need to. Yeah, it's just it's just them.
2: interesting. Jesus just he calls them out. He lays it all out. Whether it's uh, whether it's you know they're they're good at evangelizing and getting people in their church, and then but then making them you know a believer. Well, not really a believer, but you know, bringing someone into the Jewish faith and then burdening them so much that they're just they're worse than the Pharisees or taking of oaths and 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 not being faithful in those oaths or you know like you mentioned the the looking good on the outside but being dead or full of sin on the inside i mean it's just maybe what what can we take from this is what we should maybe spend a moment on is is and i think it just strikes my heart as man jesus could probably pronounce each of those woes upon me too and and how often don't maybe i get wrapped up in a prideful arrogant attitude or try to put on a good face on the outside when i know what my thoughts are on the inside. And and i i guess too while jesus is calling these people out harshly he's not saying that you are you're condemned eternally. He says you're a, you're in danger of of those things and if you continue down this path you will be shut out from the kingdom of heaven. But he's the goal is whenever i am struck by these things is to the point or, or to be led back to the cross where i see jesus Paying for the the woeful sinner that I am here, and and giving me forgiveness in life, and so it's these are good reminders. Whether it's uh, as as spiritual leaders like we are, <clears throat> excuse me, spiritual leaders as we are, and, and not to fall into these th- same things that Pharisees were, or as as God's people, just not to fall into these things either. Um, I think those are all important lessons for us to take to heart.
1: Yeah, it strikes me that verses eleven and twelve, even though that is the section before, um, it just repeats. Um, several chapters in a row, we've had this, this same attitude. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Um, the greatest among you will be your servant, is verse 11 and then 12. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Um, clearly, Jesus is is putting his finger on that pressure point that it's the arrogance and pride of these Pharisees that is going to cost them everything. It's their insistence on being first that's going to make them last eternally and spiritually. Um, and it's it's really their their that same sinful arrogance that's causing them to be described the way that he does in yeah. all of these woes, uh, because they're not willing to humble themselves and. And listen to Jesus. They're not willing to let God and His Word speak, but rather they've got their own ways, and they've got their own intentions, and they've got their own goals that aren't in line or in harmony with what Jesus wants to accomplish for them. Um, and so, I think that this this call to a humble repentance, this call to uh, emptying ourselves and allowing Jesus to fill us with His forgiveness and with His life. Um, is a take home from this point as well, or well, from this chapter as
2: well? Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that because I, I I'm just speculating. It just kind of hit me now as we're we're talking about this. I, I just wonder if, if Jesus is, isn't pinpointing like the the foundation of the sinful nature. You know, the idea that we want to put ourselves above others, above God, and man, that just makes me think all the way back to the Garden of Eden with, with Satan's temptation. It was to Eve. Well, you, who's God to tell you what you are to do? You could be just as smart as God. Right? right? And, and isn't that then the, the foundation of the sinful nature is this arrogant, prideful attitude that thinks only about myself and I can be and am better than God or other people in my life. And that's really where sin comes from. When I think I know better than God and so I'm not going to obey his commands or I'm going to live life my way. Right? prideful arrogance or I don't want to miss or I'm going to mistreat people because it's all about me and I want to be satisfied and I want my desires to be fulfilled and I want and I want I don't care about you and so I'm going to hurt and I'm going to steal and I'm going to lie and whatever else so uh, that's just really interesting because you're right he does hit on and repeats that phrase of the first will be last and last will be first a number of times in these chapters and and uh, I just wonder if if Jesus is really hitting home on the one of the roots of our our sinful nature.
1: Yeah, for sure he is. I mean, look at how many times he uses the Pharisee as the the poster child for pride. He talks about the Pharisee and the tax collector, or having the same attitude as that of the Pharisees, and um, he, he's always uh, identifying that and identifying that that arrogance that they have, or or that um misguided or miss how would you even what's the word for that it's inappropriate that they take the number one spot but they're willing to stand there in the in the place that should have been Christ's. but they're willing to say no we are your spiritual role models we are the ones that will show you the real path to real to real happiness and Jesus comes and uh, is putting them in their place and condemning that sinful arrogance that that they've got.
2: All right. Well, at the end of the day, my prayer has to be, Lord, help me be a humble servant to you and to the people that you put in front of me and put to death my sinful, arrogant nature, please. Yeah, and help me to see you because you
1: are the only way to eternal life. And those are words that we know are most most certainly certainly true. true.
0: Thanks for joining us in our effort to read and grow through the Gospel of Matthew. We'd love to share more Jesus with you. Learn more about Grace at our website, www.gracedowntown.org. There you'll find worship times, Bible study resources, links to our digital media resources, our pastor's contact info, and a lot more about our ministry in and to downtown Milwaukee. We hope to connect you to the grace of God again soon.